God bless you and welcome to Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church broadcast. We appreciate and welcome all of you, our listeners around the world. Stay tuned to hear an exciting word from the Lord. Mm-hmm. So who did it? 
those who the the Babylonians, yeah. So he used them. Okay, who was them though? Who did God use? The Babylonians. Right, but he's not talking about the Babylonians. God only used the Babylonians as his instrument in chapter six. But who else did what they did? Who wasn't authorized to do it? Remember, Israel is God's 
chosen to his kids. He only gave Nebuchadnezzar, like the auntie or whatever, the uncle, to discipline his kids. He didn't give the cousins and all these other places the, the right to discipline and take from what was his. Right? Everybody, I'm, I'm trying to make it, I'm making it simplified, but I'm making it so you can see that that's the reason why God is so mad because he wanted Israel punished, but he didn't, the other people wasn't supposed to add their two cents to it. Right. Go ahead. But you, O mountains of Israel, shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit to my people Israel, for they will soon come home. For behold, I am for you, and I will turn to you, and you shall be tilled and sown. And I will multiply people on you, the whole house of Israel, all of it. The city shall be inhabited and the waste places rebuilt. And I will multiply on you man and beast, and they shall multiply and be fruitful. And I will cause you to be inhabited as in your former times, and will do more good to you than ever before. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Now, any, have we in um, Ezekiel 36 and 11, have we heard about this multiplying and being fruitful before? Yes. Where we heard from? Thank you. Thank you, first lady. In Genesis, he says, be fruitful oh, okay. and multiply. Right? And your former times will be more good than your ever before. Has, does, is that familiar? Is that scripture? Your latter will be your... Your latter, four times will be mm -hmm. than your former, yeah. Your former latter is the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Will be, your latter will be, your former times will do more than good than to you than ever before, right? That means they'll be greater. All right, go ahead. I will let people walk on you, even my people Israel, and they shall possess you, and you shall be their inheritance, and you shall no longer bereave them of children. Thus says the Lord God, because they say to you, you devour people and you bereave your nation of children, therefore you shall no longer devour people and no longer bereave your nation of children, declares the Lord God. Stop there. So we, um, how many times have we said therefore since verse 1? Thank you. So six times he says therefore, he's giving the proclamation. Now, we also have to know um, that we need to note some stuff. Let's go to Genesis 13. 14 through 18. The Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had parted from him, lift your eyes from where you are and look north and south. And all the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. And I will make your offspring like dust of the earth, so that anyone who could count the dust in your offspring could be counted. Go walk through the length and breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. So right here, the land that God is talking about is the land that uh, he promised Abraham, right? Everybody following me? Okay. So let's go to Leviticus 25. Verses 23 through 24. 
what number is it? 25, uh, chapter 25, verses 23 and 24. The land must never be sold on a permanent basis, for the land belongs to me. You are only foreigners and tenant farmers working for me. With every purchase of land, you must grant the seller the right to buy it back. Now, and we go back to Ezekiel 36, verses 4 through 6. Now you see why God is upset. Because this is his land. And we look at Leviticus, we see that this is his land. 36, 4, um, 4 says, Therefore, O mountains, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to the mountains and the hills and the ravines and the valleys, the desolate wastes and the desert cities, which have become a prey and derision to the rest of the nation. He gave this land to Israel. Right? So, and he and he says that the Israelites would be their, his tenants, right? He didn't say nothing about the other people. Right? So then let's go to uh, Leviticus 26, verses 3 through 9. And Ms. Stephanie, can you read this one? Leviticus 26, verses 3 through 9. Follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, I will send you the seasonal rains. The land will then yield its crops, and the trees of the field will produce their fruit. Now, remember last week we talked about the, the seasonal rains, the autumn rain, the spring rain, because those are the things that cleanse the land and birth, helps us bear fruit, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the blessings. Go ahead. Your threshing seasons will overlap with the great harvest. And your grape harvest will overlap with the season of planting grain. You will eat your fill and live securely in your own land. Is that on um, to verse 9? Oh, sorry. I will give you peace in the land, and you will be able to sleep with no cause of fear. I will rid the land of wild animals and keep your enemies out of your land. In fact, you will chase down your enemies and slaughter them with your swords. Five of you will chase a hundred, and a hundred of you will chase ten thousand. All your enemies will fall beneath your sword. I will look favorably upon you, making you fertile and multiplying your people, and I will fulfill my covenant with you. Right. So, let's go back to verses um, 8 and 9 in Ezekiel 36. He told them that he would now... Now, when we just left the Leviticus, this is a reward for obedience. God has rewarded the Israelites for obedience. So he said, y'all get to rest, y'all don't have to be a nomad, y'all get to be fruitful. And matter of fact, I'm going to be with you when you fight the wars. God kept his promise because every time a king went, remember, he, when he went with them, they won, right? If he went with them, they did not win. He kept his promise, right? If God told them to do something, they did. And he, David, David fought, right? And God was with him. So this time he says, but oh, in 36 and 8, he says, but old mountains of Israel, and it should be on your paper so y'all don't have to flip back and forth, shall shoot forth branches and yield your fruit to my people of Israel, for they shall come home soon. For behold, I am you, and I will turn to you, and you shall be tilled and sown. 
Now, he's not talking about the ground and grass. He's saying that I'm going to cover you, I'm going to keep making, you know, you till the soil, it helps the fruit, helps it to bear fruit. And keep planting up, prepare the ground. And so he's going to start preparing his people again, okay? All right, then. Um, and then, um, now, 36 verses 12 through 14, when he says, you shall no longer devour people and no longer bereave your nation of children. Do you know that this is the time where they were doing children's sacrifice? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people talk about this Christmas tree. Well, they used to take the, um, the, the evergreens, and we talked about this before, yeah. and remember they were sacrificing their children under these trees. They were killing their children. So they, would be, they were practicing what God told us not to do. And that's what the, the Gentiles did. They sacrificed their children to these gods. So he said, you no longer will do that. Because remember, they're in trouble because of idol worship. Right. Remember? And so Ezekiel talked about that. So this, is, this chapter, chapter 36, is I'm going to restore you. I'm going to give you hope. It's all hope. Now, we ain't had all this doom, and now, you know, he gets to give out hope, okay? Now, if you also look um, on the handout, he talks about um, Ezekiel 7 and 15. He says, the sword is without pestilence, and famine are within. He who was in the field dies by the sword, and him who was in the city, famine, pestilence, devour. God had already pronounced that on them, remember? So in chapter 7, he was saying, this is what I'm going to do to you. And if any survives and escapes, survivors escape, they will be on the mountains like doves of the valleys, and all of them moaning, each one over his iniquity. So this is the remnant he's talking to. He's telling them, I'm going to restore you. But he puts him in this place. But he also upsets these other people interfered with his plan. Mm -hmm. Well, he, you know, they weren't supposed to do it, okay? And then Ezekiel 12 and 16 says, But I will let a few of them escape. Now this is on your handout, so you should be able to see that. But I will let a few of them escape from the sword, from famine and pestilence, that they may declare all their abominations among the nations where they go, and may know that I am the Lord. So they will be a witness of what God done, and they're going to be a witness of God restoring. Right? So Leviticus 25 and 23-24 equals um, Ezekiel 4-6, through 6, 36, 4-6. So that's what the blanks are for. Okay? And Leviticus 26, 3 through 9 equals Ezekiel um, 36, 8 through 9. And of course, we already talked about the children's sacrifice. And he talked about six times in verses 1 through 15, he says, therefore. He's making, therefore is a proclamation. Okay? In the legal field, we say, wherefore or therefore, this is what we're doing. Okay, so let's go to um, Ezekiel 36. Um, we're going to start at verse 16. And if you can go there for me. Not on the handout, it's in the book. Because I got a lot to do in the book. I mean, in the handout. 36, 16. Mm -hmm. I did the uh, two columns before because I wanted y'all to see. He said this in verse 6. But 36 gives them the restoration. Everybody got it? Raise your hand if you don't. The first part of the handout is uh, chapter 36, um, 36, 1 through 15. And you can see why I put chapter 6 right next to chapter 36. Is everybody understanding? If you don't, I'm going to stop right here. 
Does everybody understand why I did that? Right, without us having to flip back and forth. Is everybody okay with that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we're going to go to verse 16. Okay? Now, this is um, the exile for uncleanness, okay? Now, you are guilty, O Israel, of the charge of polluting God's land. That's the charge. He's polluting God's land. Yes, polluting God's land at the, on the bottom of the third page. Okay? Now, let's see what the consequences are for polluting God's land. Okay? But I'm going to have you read, um, read uh, verse 16 and then and 17, but stop there. Okay. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, when the house of Israel lived in their own land, they defiled it by their ways and their deeds. The ways before me were like the uncleanness of a woman and her menstrual impurity. Keep on. So I poured out my wrath upon them for the blood that they had shed in the land for the idol with which they had defiled it. I scattered them among the nations, and they were dispersed through the country. In accordance with their ways and their deeds, I judged them. Stop. So they polluted God's land, right? They did a lot of, remember we talked about the um, the sacrificing and the blood and things of that sort. Okay. So that's the statute. When I, when I say the statute, that means the rule that governs that. Let's go to Leviticus 18. That's why I love God's word. It's so close to the law. Amen. 18 verses 26 through 30. Um, Lisa, can you read that for me? Leviticus 18, chapter, starting at the 26th verse. But you shall keep my statutes and my rules and do none of these abominations, either the native or the stranger who sojourns among you. For the people of the land who were before you did all of these abominations, so that the land became unclean. Lest the land vomit you out when you make it unclean, as it vomit, but the nations that were before you. For everyone who does any of these abominations, the persons who do them shall be cut off from among their people. So keep my charge never to practice any of these abominable customs that were practiced before you. And never to make yourselves unclean by them. I am the Lord, your God. So they, they um, the um, Israelites absolutely did that, right? They they polluted God's land. They defiled God's land. They violated it. So they would be vomited out. And exactly what God said he was going to do, right? He did. And But uh, verses 16 through 19 says that I'm going to... Um, even though you did all this, I'm still going to restore, restore you. Right? It says in 16, it says, Again, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of, I'm Ezekiel 36 and 16. Son of man, when the people of Israel was living in their own land, they defiled it by their conduct and their actions. Their conduct was like the woman's monthly uncleanness in my sight. So I poured out my wrath on them because they have shed in the, the land and because they have defiled it with their idols. I dispersed them. So he did what he said he was going to do. He was dispersing them. 
And so when we look at in the handout, we'll look at Ezekiel 6 and 7. And the slain shall fall in your midst, and you shall know that I am God. When he got done in Leviticus, he said, you shall know I am God, right? When she just read at the end, number 30, they're going to know that I am God. Because he exactly, he's going to do exactly what he said he just he, he was going to do. So when he, when he got through um, dispersing them, they know that they, he's going to be, they, oh, I'm sorry, that they know that he's God. Because God prophesied that he's going to do what he did, right? So pick up at 20 for me and stop at verse 23. But when they came to the nation, wherever they came, they profaned my holy name. And that people said of them, these are the people of the Lord, and yet they had to go out of his land. Stop. So the the second charge is that they profaned God's name. And they they profaned God's name, and the people... So the Gentiles profane God's name, and even Israelites profane God's name, right? Um, okay, okay. Yeah, they profane my holy name in that, yeah. So both of them did. Mm-hmm. Okay? Keep on reading when you get But I had concern for my holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the nations to which they came. Therefore say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. So, it's not about Israel. It's about God's name. He said that it's got nothing to do, because you can't really, for real, if you look at the Israelites, you couldn't tell the chosen from the sinner. Think about it. They doing idol worship. They mimicking, assimilating, right? They're assimilating to the country that they're in, the people that they're around. They in their own country assimilating. They worshiping idols. They doing all that stuff. They just, just be free. Do what we feel like it, right? God said, y'all profane my name. You let others profane my name. I'm not restoring stuff for your sake. I'm doing it for my sake. Because he says, that's, that's my name. That's my name. <clears throat> Put some respect on my name. And he, and he said, I'm going to make sure you put some respect on my name. Okay? Stop laughing. <laughs> Let's go to Deuteronomy 9, 46. I am not going to tell a story. This, this chapter really had me going back and forth. I didn't know how to do this chapter. Deuteronomy 9, 4 through 6. Stacey, can you read that for me? Do not say in your heart, after the Lord your God has thrust them out before you, it is because of my righteousness that the Lord has brought me in to possess this land, whereas it is because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is driving them out before you, not because of your righteousness or the uprightness of your heart, are you going in to possess their land? But because of the wickedness of these nations, the Lord your God is driving them out from before you, and that he may confirm the word that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Is that number six? Oh, know therefore that the Lord your God is not giving you this good land to possess because of your righteousness, for you are a stubborn people. 
So what does he say? The statute says, I'm not giving this land to you because of you. I'm giving this land because of me. Because right. he had to keep his word. Because he keep his word. Because I am God. God is not a man that he should not. No, and he made a promise. Right. And his word won't come back to him. It ain't going to come back to him. Right. So, he back to him. so he's restoring because he has to. Because he promised Abraham. Mm. Mm -hmm. He still promised them and dispersed them. But he promised Abraham that that land would be there. So he's picking a lesser of two evils because he gave his word mm -hmm. and not because of their so righteousness. Right, because they should have died. So that's like us. Mm -hmm. He does what he does for us, not because he's so righteous. But right. He's so righteous. We don't deserve it. That's grace and mercy. Yeah. Absolutely. And we're about to get to that. Okay? You always get to it before I get to it. <laughs> oh, I'm just paying attention to what you're saying. I'm like, okay, I'm excited. Go ahead. Go. <laughs> All right. So... Let's put some evidence against the people. Now, he said he's going to do it because of his name. He says, therefore, we're in the handout, Ezekiel 5 and 11. Because that's a lot of going back and forth, okay? He says, therefore, as I live, declares the Lord, surely because you have defiled my sanctuary with all your detestable things and with all your abominations, therefore, I will withdraw my eyes and will not spare, and I will have no pity. And then Ezekiel 22 and 8 says, You have despised my holy things and profaned my Sabbaths. Ezekiel 23 and 8, She did not give up her whoring that she had begun in Egypt. For in her youth, men have laid with her and handled her virgin bosom and poured their horn lust upon her. Ezekiel 20 and 9, But I acted for the sake of my name that it should not be profaned in the sight of all the nations among whom they live in whose sight I made myself known to them in bringing them out of the land of Egypt, Ezekiel 20 and 14. But I acted for the sake of my name, that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nations in whose sight I have brought them out. And Ezekiel 20 and 22, but I withheld my hand and acted for the sake of my name, that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nations in those whose sight I have brought them out. Why does he keep saying this? He, now, I've read everything I've read to y'all was in Ezekiel. We didn't go nowhere else. Mm -hmm. So that means this is important because Ezekiel keeps, the book keeps saying, God keeps saying, this is, you should not, Ezekiel 5 says, you should die because the law says you should die for these detestable things and abominations. Right. And I'm not going to listen to you no more. But thank God. Are you horn, you horn, I'm despising you. You violate my Sabbath. But then he comes back and says, it's not because of you, I'm going to save you. It's because of me. That's grace. Mm -hmm. Ezekiel is showing, and they talk about Ezekiel as an example. He's an Old Testament example talking about grace. Amen. Mm -hmm. And we see that. He, he keeps saying, God, they say it's hope, but it's not hope, it's grace. Because he, even though you deserve death, you will die. Some people will die. Some people will be punished. But I keep a ruminant because of grace. Mm -hmm. Right. Because of grace. Because he has to keep his word. Because he already made a promise. So yeah. He has to. Isaiah 42 and 6 is on the handout. I am the Lord. I have called you to righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people a light for the nations. She just read that in Deuteronomy. His word will not be void. Right? Then Ephesians 1, uh, 1 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ, grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It's on your handouts because I just decided to put that up. 
Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. He predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to praise his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, through the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which is lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and earth. And in him we are obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Amen. Now that's New Testament. But you can see in Ezekiel, which is a prophecy, Ezekiel is foretelling exactly what happened in Ephesians. Y'all see what I'm talking about? Yeah, because he's saying. Because Christ is the promise. Christ is the grace and mercy. Amen. And exactly what Jeremy said, everything is leading to Christ. Right? I got excited. I got excited about it because you see grace in Ezekiel. Because he should have killed all of them. The, the nations that was coming after Israel, all of them, he should have because they violated the laws that they put down and he put down. All right, then. Sorry. Let's go to Ezekiel 36 and 24. I saw my brother hot. <laughs> okay. Uh, finish reading 23 and stop at verse 24. Verse 23. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, and which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God. When through you I vindicate my holiness before their eyes, I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. So he's going to bring them back. When we learned that in Jeremiah, he talks about um, he bringing them back. In Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah talks about how they're rebuilding the nation. Go ahead. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness. Okay. Just stop at 20. Okay. Don't be 26. <laughs> okay. And from all your idols, I will cleanse you. So... Exodus 30 and 19, which is on your handout, says, with, with which Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands and their feet when they go up into the tent of the meeting or when they come near the office of minister to burn um, food offering to the Lord and they shall wash with water so that they might die, might not die, may not die, sorry. So he says he's going to wash them, he's going to clean them before they can come back into his presence. Right? And we know that that's what he continues to do. He talks about the blessing of the water in autumn and spring. He's cleansing, cleansing them so they can be back in his presence. 
and I read um, Exodus 30, 19 and 20, is because before Aaron and them could go into the tent, which is where God was, mm -hmm. they had to clean themselves from all impurity. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's all still about the preparation of getting them ready. Yes, okay, verse 26. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Okay. So, Psalms 51 and 10 is one of my favorite scriptures. It says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew my right spirit within me. That's on the top of your handout. But let's think about this. Why do they need a new heart? Well, in, in Ezekiel 2 and 4, it says, Descendants also impute and stubborn, and I send them to you. And you shall say to them, Thus said the Lord God. Ezekiel 3 and 7. But the house of Israel will not be willing to listen to you, for they are not willing to listen to me, because all the house of Israel have hard foreheads and stubborn hearts. They're not going to listen. So they need a new heart to listen. You need a new mind, a new heart, a new spirit to listen to what God has said. Now, the evidence of the promise is in Ezekiel 11 and 9. It says, and I will bring you out of the midst of it and give you into the hands of foreigners and execute judgments upon you. Okay? But then in 18 and 31 it says, cast away from your all your transgressions that you have committed and make yourself a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, O, his, o, o house of Israel? Now in 18, he's asking, I can give you a clean heart. All you gotta do is repent. Why won't you give me my heart? Because you're hard-headed. I'm, I'm telling you, I will bring you out. He told them in chapter 11. And in 18, he pleaded with them. And he had to do it, right? So let's, and, and, um, so then he had to do it, and they talk about creating me a clean heart. So they're pleading with God, clean me up so I can be in front of you again. But the New Testament promise fulfilled. Do me a favor, um, Karen, and read the Romans 8 and 5 that's in the handout. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. That's why we have to create a clean heart, a new heart, because the flesh will focus on what it's not supposed to focus on. Read 8 and 6, Romans 8 and 6. For to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Keep on, man. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, mm -hmm. for it does not submit to God's law. Mm -hmm. Indeed, it cannot. Keep on. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, mm -hmm. if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. Yes, you got to see... Then in, in 26, he says he's going to give you a new water, and it talks about flesh. That's a prophecy, and that's confirmed in Romans, right? Mm -hmm. Then in 1 Peter, um, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, I'm sorry, my handout took two out. But for in this way that we will be richly provided, this is Peter, um, 2 Peter 1 and 11, for you and the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, 1 and 12 says, Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities, do you know them that are established in the truth that you have? I think it right as long as I'm in this body to stir you up by, um, by way of reminder. Since I know the putting off of my body will be soon as the Lord Jesus Christ made it clear to me. So Peter is talking about preparing himself 
for the kingdom of God. But you got to remember what the truth is, which is Jesus. Yeah. And you got to ask that you actually have to ask God to create in me a clean heart and a right spirit, because that flesh is going to do what the flesh wants if you don't change your heart and your mind. Amen. 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 Go back to Ezekiel 36 and 27. Stop at 27. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. What is that with foreshadowing of? The Holy Spirit. Thank you. See, first let it be with me. Okay? Yeah, I don't know where you got be. <laughs> so, um, verse 27 is the enablement of God's spirit to live God's way. This is national restoration. And Psalms 51, it says, Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Um, 51, and they said, Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew the right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. That's in Psalm 7, um, 51, 7 through 11. And then Isaiah 40, 44 and 3 says, For I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground, and I will pour my spirit upon your offering and my blessing on your descendants. Now that's some, that is some prophecy. Amen. Because he's telling, he's, talk, he's foreshadowing the Holy Spirit. So that means that the Holy Spirit has always been there. It just didn't come in the New Testament. Remember what we learned in John. That's the reason why Pastor wanted me to do Ezekiel when we did John is because it says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Holy Spirit has always been there, and so has Jesus. Amen. Always, and so we are, I don't have to just say that. You see it in black and white. The Holy Spirit was there in verse 27. Ezekiel talked about this Holy Spirit. He didn't say holy, but he said the Spirit, which is the same thing. Okay. And also, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to point out, um, in Ezekiel twenty-five through twenty-seven, that's what Jesus was talking about in John three when he was talking to Nicodemus mm -hmm. about you have to be born of water and the Spirit. Yeah. Those are the verses that he was referring to. Because a lot of people think he means baptism or whatever. And that's what he was talking about um, in Ezekiel twenty-five, everything twenty-five to twenty-seven. Amen. Okay. So you see, it's all connected. It's a whole bunch of foreshadowing going on, right? Amen. Amen. Okay. Verse 28. And I will deliver you from all your uncleanness, and I will summon the grain and make it abundant and lay no famine upon you. I will make the fruit of the tree and the increase of the field abundant, that you may never again suffer the disgrace of famine among the nations. Then you will remember your evil ways and your <laughs> deeds that were not good, and you will loathe yourselves for your iniquities and your abominations. It is not for your sake that I will act, declares the Lord God. Let that be known to you. Be ashamed and confounded for your ways, O house of Israel. Stop. So, um, 28 to 32 is the results of the restoration, right? Mm -hmm. 
he says what he's going to do, right? He says the results of the restoration, let's go back to 28, he says, you will live in the land I gave your forefathers, which means that he's going to keep his promise and he's going to give them their land back, right? And I will save you from uncleanness, right? Says that he's going to give it back, um, give it back to them, um, make them clean, make them whiter than snow again, right? Amen? Amen. Amen. Don't we all want to be whiter than snow? Amen. Amen. I love that song. Anyway, um, and so then with, in, in 36 and 31, she read that. And it says that, then you will remember your evil ways and your wicked deeds, and you will loathe yourself for your sins and detestable practices. So this is, the, this is the evidence of the sin that they actually did, right? So Ezekiel 6 and 9, um, the handout took off the Eden, but that's okay. Ezekiel um, 6 and 9 says, Those of you who escaped will remember me among the nations where, where they were carried out, and I have been broken over their foreign heart that has departed from me, and over their eyes they go pouring after the idols, and they will be loathsome in their own sight for the evils that they have committed for all their abominations. So now they realize what they did. Took them a little while, right? Because mm -hmm. 31 says, and 36 and 31 says, then you will remember your evil ways. Yeah. Well, 6 and 9, Ezekiel said you're going to remember. Mm -hmm. But he's reiterating in his hope section, you're going to remember and you're going to be like, man, I messed up. God, I'm sorry. Thank you for your grace. Forgive me. Because now I'm wandering and I'm scattered out here. And, I'm, and all my people have died because we didn't listen. Yes. You have sin to drive you to repentance. Yeah. Speak up for people listening. Ezekiel 16 um, and 62 says, I will establish my covenant with you, and I shall, and you shall know that I am the Lord, that you may remember and be confounded and never open your mouth again because of your shame. When I atone for you for all that you have done, declares the Lord. What is that resembling? What is Ezekiel 16 and 63 resembling? It's on the handout. Ezekiel 16 and 62 is on the handout. Oh, here it is. Mm -hmm. the, the, the new covenant. The new covenant, but who, who satisfies the new covenant? Jesus. Yeah. So they couldn't speak when he was dying, could they? They couldn't say nothing. Because of your shame, I atoned for all of this. They couldn't atone for their own sins. When enough, not enough sacrifices up there for them to atone for all the stuff they had done. Because Ezekiel, all the other chapters talk about all the stuff they had done. Right. So the only person that could atone for that, God says, I have to atone for my for you. So I'm going to send a sacrifice. I'll have my own sacrifice, which is Jesus. Amen. Right. And then Ezekiel 20 and 43, it says, And there you shall remember your ways and all your deeds with which you have defiled yourself, and you shall loathe yourselves for all the evils that you committed. So he's saying that again. He said that in 16. He said that in 20. And it's on the handout. Um, and in Psalms 130 and 4 it says, But with, the, with you there is forgiveness that you may be feared. And Psalms 97 and 10 says, Oh, you who love the Lord, hate evil. He preserves the lives of his saints. He delivers them from the, the hand of the wickedness. And Romans 10 and 9 says, Because if you confess with your mouth, and um, that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from, so let me read that right. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised 
him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. And so through God's sacrifice, God's sacrifice, which is Jesus, he is home for all of our, their sins and all of our sins, right? Amen. Okay, now you can pick up from where you chopped out from. Do you remember where you was at? We was at 30, we stopped at 31, so through 32. It is, it is not for your sake that I will act, declares the Lord. Let that be known to you. Be ashamed and confounded for your ways, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord God, on the day that I cleanse you from all your iniquities, I will cause the cities to be inhabited, and the waste places shall be rebuilt. And the land that was desolate shall be tilled, instead of being the desolation that it was in the sight of all who passed by. And they will say, this land that was desolate has become like the Garden of Eden, and the waste and desolate and ruined cities are now fortified and inhabited. Then the nations that are left all around you shall know that I am the Lord. I have rebuilt the ruined places and replanted that which was desolate. I am the Lord. I have spoken, and I will do it. So God said, I will do it. Now, I want you to understand that um, in... Um, Keep on reading. Okay. And stop it. Don't read the other gate. Okay. Thus says the Lord God, this also I will let the house of Israel ask me to do for them, to increase their people like a flock. Now, um, mind you, that God has stopped listening to them. And so he's saying, I will hear you again. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah is on the handout 11 and 14. says, therefore, do not pray to these people or lift up a cry of prayer on their behalf. For I will not listen when they call to me in the time of their trouble. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah 7 and 16 says, As for you, do not pray for these people, or lift up a cry of prayer for them, and do not intercede with me, for I will not hear you. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah 14 and 11 says, The Lord said to me, Do not pray for the welfare of this people. And there's other examples in Ezekiel 14 and 3, 20 and 3, and 20 and 31, that says that God says he was not going to hear them. But... This there is um, verse 37, 36 and 37, Ezekiel says, he says, I will start listening to you again, and I will listen to your plea, and I will restore you. Now go ahead and finish 38, and then we'll keep going. Like the flock for sacrifices, like the flock at Jerusalem during her appointed feast, so shall the waste cities be filled with flocks of people. Then they will know that I am the Lord. So I want to give you a kind of example that God will exceed the offerings that they're familiar with. In 1 Kings 8 and 63, which is in your handout, it says Solomon offered as a peace offering to the Lord 22 oxen and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people of the Israel um, dedicated the house of the Lord. God is saying he's going to rebuild, he's going to exceed the numbers that they're used to doing. So he's going to do it better than Solomon did. Amen. Amen. Now, God's new covenant expanded, and I'm glad Steve said something about that, because he is talking about the new covenant, and the new covenant to me is grace. Amen? Amen. Uh, 1 Corinthians 6 and 9 says, Oh, or, I mean, or do you not know that the unrighteousness will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexuality or immoralities, nor adulterers, nor um, um, idolizers, I'm sorry, nor idol, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor the drunkards, nor the revivers, nor the swindlers would inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, 
you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Amen. Amen. So that's exactly what happened to the Israelites. That this is what's going to happen to them. This is what um, Ezekiel is prophesying. That they're going to be washed. I mean, we talked about the water, right? They're going to be sanctified because of grace, and you'll be justified by the Spirit of the hope of Jesus Christ and, the, um, and of God. And the last scripture is Hebrews 8 and 10. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds, I will write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So Ezekiel's prophecy is not only for right now. Remember last week he was not only talking about what Jeremiah was talking about, well, they're going to get their land back, but he's talking about even far farther than that. That Jesus is going to restore us. Through yeah. God is going to use Jesus as that vessel. Mm -hmm. So his prophecy expanded farther beyond his imagination. Because remember, last week he was talking about David was coming back. Of course, you know David ain't coming back. But that's the, that's the scope of where he can see. He don't know anything about Jesus. Right. right. That's it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mind if we only did one chapter. <laughs> 36 is so rich because it, it matters now, and this is and I'm so happy that you're here because we have to go back to other chapters to see that God punished but he also restores Ooh, he punished he also restores and it's all because of what? grace amen, amen. amen. that's chapter 36 y'all amen praise God y'all see why I had to do this, the two columns Hello, this is Pastor Teacher Dr. James Sutton, and we are Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church, inviting you to come out and worship with us every Sunday at 8 a.m. at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ Building, located at 2301 Wallace Avenue, Overland, Missouri, 63114. Our Bible studies are held every Tuesday at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. And if you miss the service and the Bible studies, you can listen at your leisure on any podcast platform of choice at Walk in Truth Radio. Please feel free to check us out on Facebook and see all the great ministries that we're doing around the world and in the local community. If you have any questions, please call me, the pastor, at 314-629-0024. Again, Walk in Truth, we're inviting all to come out and enjoy a great service with us. Leave your wallet at home and enjoy the service and worship in spirit and in truth. Multiply peace and grace to you.